Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. On Monday and Wednesday's podcast, we started this little series here about talking about DIE or diversity, inclusion, and equity, um, because it is definitely affecting so many people in today's world. Uh, and 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 what we wanted to do is we wanted to go over what they say their terms are, so we can be speaking the same language. Because I think as we take a look at how they describe things here. Yeah, you're going to see it's very illogical and irrational. And, and, and we've gotten to the point where uh, we're defining the LGBTQIA plus uh, type of thing. And, and what they say that is that's a full acronym. And it's a full acronym for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex, asexual, with all the other queer identities that are not encompassed by the letters themselves being represented by the plus. So why so why does the why is the P for pedophile and the and the two S for two spirit have to hide in the plus sign? I mean, doesn't that hurt their feelings? Well, we should be able to just say them all, right? Uh, how about lines of difference? This ought to be an interesting one. It says a person who operates lines or across lines of difference is one who welcomes and honors perspectives from others in different uh, racial, gender, social, economic, uh, generational, um, regional groups uh, that uh, than their own. So they they um, basically it, isn't this what we used to call colorblind? But of course, we're not supposed to be colorblind anymore. And we have to get into more isms, as we talked about on Wednesday. Um, you're not supposed to collect these isms, but the more isms you have, the worse of a person you are. And we have another one here, a lookism, lookism, uh, which is discrimination or prejudice based upon an individual's appearance. So if I, if I look at a male that dresses like a female and I mistakenly think that, that they are a female, then I have to add another ism to myself. (laughs) Lookism. Uh, how about marginalized? Oh, this is one that you have to be able to use in just about every sentence that you say in order to be a good woke liberal. Marginalized is excluded, ignored, or reta- uh, uh, retaliated against to to the outer edge of uh, a group, society, or community. So how come there is no example here of people that are marginalized? I mean, there's there's no example of people that are marginalized because, well, maybe there aren't any. Microaggressions. That is the commonplace daily verbal, behavioral, or environmental indignities, whether intentional or unintentional, that communicate hostile, derogatory racial slights. These messages may be sent verbally, like you speak good English, or non-verbally clutching one's purse more tightly around people from certain race or ethnicity or environmentally symbols like the Confederate flag or using native American mascots. Such communications are usually outside the level of consciousness, awareness of perpetrators. Ah, yes. 
I can see now how being aware of my surroundings and the statistical dangers thereof or celebrating the bravery of a certain culture is definitely an aggression. I can see that now. Along with this are micro insults and micro in, uh, invalidations. This is when you ask something like, how did you get your job? Or where were you born? <laughs> you see, you see, most of these questions are harmless and not intended as offensive at all. But we're not supposed to ask them because someone might get their feelings hurt. But I thought affirmative action was a was a good thing and something to be proud of. And 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 migrants were to be celebrated. So how could get how could they get their feelings hurt? How about model minority, which refers to a minority ethnic, racial, or religious group whose members achieve a higher degree of success than the population average. The success is typically measured in income, education, and related factors such as low crime rate and high family stability. So, so if you are from a race that is a model minority, or we can just say it, Asians, right? Then that's a bad thing. You're not supposed to be Asian. You are, you're making the other races look bad. How can, how can blacks, for instance, continue to see themselves as victims of slavery and systemic racism if you were put in, in concentration camps during World War II and had your land taken away from you, but now you are more successful than any other race? Well, how can we do this? You're just simply not supposed to do that. How about multicultural? What's the definition of that? Well, this term is used in a variety of ways. And is less often defined by its users than terms such as multiculturalism and multicultural education. When the term is used to refer to a group of persons or an organization or an institution, it most often refers to the presence of and mutual interaction among diverse persons in terms of race and class and gender and so forth, of significant representation in a group. In other words, a few African-Americans in a uh, predominantly European-American congregation would not make the congregation multicultural, they say. Some, however, do use the term to refer to the mere presence of some non-majority persons somewhere in the designated institution or group or society. And even if there is neither significant inter interaction nor substantial uh, numerical representation, so, so, so don't make the mistake here of thinking that just because your church has people of different cultures, then you know, that, that, that it is a multicultural church. If you are mainly white and only speak English, then you're not diverse or inclusive or equitable. How about multicultural feminism? That sounds interesting. The advocacy of women's rights on the ground of equality of the sexes within cultural ethnic groups within a society. So, so let me just set things straight here. You score very high victim points if you can combine more than one of these categories together. And this is how we ended up with the White House press secretary that we have, you know, Corinne Jean-Pierre. <laughs> it's certainly not because of how competent she is. 
this can this this can also be called um, multiplicity, which is the quality of having multiple st- uh, stimulus social identities, simultaneous social identities. And how about neoliberalism? It sounds like something from the Matrix, but it actually is a substantial uh, su- subjugation and marginalization of policies and practices informed by the values and social justice and equity. So in other words, if you don't agree with these ideals or say anything negative about them, then you're committing neoliberalism, which this this would, you know, this, this entire list actually would then be considered neoconservatism then, right? <laughs> Maybe not. All right, non-binary, genderqueer, gender variants. I mean, these are terms used by some people who experience their gender identity and or gender expression as falling outside the categories of man and woman. Okay. Uh, How about non-white? Used at times to reference all persons or groups outside of the white culture, often in the clear uh, consciousness that white culture should be seen as an alternative to various non-white cultures and not normative. So do you think that they would feel comfortable with the expression non-black or non-Asian instead of BIPOC? I I doubt it. All right. Uh, Oppression results from the use of institutional power and privilege where one person or group benefits at the expense of another. Oppression is the use of power and the effects of domination. So can anybody describe to me, if whites are the oppressors, as they say, then how are we using power and privilege for our benefit? How are we dominating anyone? Well, how about persons of color? A collective term for men and women of Asian, African, Latin, and Native American backgrounds as opposed to the collective white, as they put in quotes, for those of European industry, uh, ancestry. Do you think that we should start calling white people, mm, I don't know, how about people of all colors, since white is the existence of all color, right? And, and why are we separa- uh, separating and segregating whites from other genders? I, I mean, can we... Can we call all non-blacks people of paleness? Would that be offensive? How about privilege? Honored access to resources, social power, they define that as, only readily available to some individuals as a result of their social group. Hmm. Privilege, huh? And, and, and let's take that one step farther. Privilege group member. A member of an advanced, uh, advantaged social group Privileged by birth or acquisition, i.e. whites, men, owning class, hmm, upper middle class, heterosexuals, uh, Gentiles, Christians, non-disabled individuals. Wow. (laughs) You know, I think going through that whole list, I think 
that I check every single one of those boxes. <laughs> Maybe I am a VIP privileged group member. <laughs> I don't know what I get for that, but anyway, post-racial, a, a theoretical term to describe an environment free from racial preference and discrimination and prejudice. How could this be a thing? <laughs> I mean, seriously, people are, are not wired that way. Let, let's take the, the preference part of this. I, like, for instance, I prefer redheads. My wife is a beautiful redhead of Irish descent. And I think she is the most beautiful woman ever to walk the face of the earth. And I completely, completely um, believe that and, 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 and can tell you that that's what I honestly believe. I prefer her to other women. Why would that be a bad thing? It isn't, is it? How about queer? An umbrella term that can refer to anyone who transgresses society's view of gender or sexuality. The, the definition, uh, it, it, it is um, of the word queer. It's, it's kind of a, 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 a difference of the word queer. And it's, Elasticity, it says, is one of its constant characteristics, a zone of possibilities. Okay, I'm not exactly sure what that all means, to be honest with you, and I've read it a few times, but but I'm pretty sure that it has changed from the original definition of a male attracted to other males. Uh, how about questioning? The, the, the term questioning, a term used to refer to an individual who is uncertain of their sexual orientation or identity. I, I'm belonging. I, 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 I'm beginning to really question these, these definitions, to be honest with you, because this, that, 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 this doesn't make any sense. How about race? So let's see if we can make, make sense of that one. Race, a social construct, a social construct that artificially divides individuals into distinct groups based on characteristics such as physical appearance, particularly skin color, um, ancestral heritage, uh, cultural uh, 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 affliction or history, uh, ethnic classification, and or the social, economic, and political needs of a society at a given period of time. Now get this, scientists agree that there is no biological or genetic basis for racial categories. Okay, I'm calling BS on this one. Race is not something that we just made up. Anytime that you see a sentence that starts with, scientists agree, you know that the rest of the sentence is just garbage. Yes, listen, God made us all humans. Yes, but he also made us all different, or should I say diverse. If race was just a made-up thing, then how can we tell where our heritage is from by just submitting our DNA? How are there medical differences between races? It's not just a made-up thing. Racial equity. Racial equity is the condition that would be achieved if one's racial identity is no longer predicted in a statistical sense, how one fares is what they say. This includes, they say, the elimination of policies, practices, attitudes, and cultural me uh, measures that 
reinforce different uh, differential outcomes by race or fall fail to eliminate them but i thought that we were not to be colorblind isn't this what this is saying for me to be i thought that if i look at someone and not see their race then i'm a racist do you also see here where we are told that someone else's actions have devastating effects on me i mean there is nothing i can do if someone is a racist, according to them, and I can, I can no longer succeed. I am totally dependent on them. See the hopelessness there? That's what is being taught. Racial profiling, they say, is the use of race and ethnicity as, uh, as grounds for um, uh, suspecting someone of having committed an offense. Yes, of course. We should just ignore facts like young men, young black men are 36 times more likely to commit homicide than, and, and that they, they commit 50% of all homicides and 60% of all violent robberies. But yes, yes, let's, let's just simply ignore that. That's, that's neither here nor there. Radical trauma and I'm sorry, racial trauma, racial trauma or race-based stress, as they like to call it, comes from dealing with racial harassment oh no racial violence oh yes or institutional racism oh of course can result from major experiences of racism or many small occurrences such as microaggressions oh yes there's the microaggressions you knew that was going to get thrown in here somewhere and see this rears its ugly head in areas like children that hate the police because they see them as racists or a threat they actually ignore the fact that that a police officer is 18 and a half times more likely to be shot by a black male than for for uh, than for an, an unarmed black male being shot by police. You know, because all all of these lies that they like to spew, that they're fed, that they, they just keep keep feeding to minorities, we see that they are they're actually causing what what they term as racial trauma. How about racism? This ought to be good, right? Racism, because most everybody thought that they knew the meaning of the word. Prejudiced thoughts and discriminatory actions based on a dif- uh, on a difference in race, ethnicity, usually by white European descent groups against persons of color. Racism is racial justice, uh, prejudice plus power, racial prejudice plus power. It is the intentional and un- or unintentional use of power to isolate, separate, and exploit others. The use of power is based on a belief in superior origin. The identity of supposed racial characteristics. Racism confers certain privileges on and defends the dominant group, which in turn sustains and perpetuates racism. See, and you thought that, that the word only meant someone who thought that their race was superior to others. You would be wrong. You see, in, in this definition, racism is only by white Europeans. And if you are not anti-racist, then you're definitely racist. How about refencing? This ought to be interesting. Um, exception making, they also call it. A cognitive process for protecting stereotypes by explaining any evidence or example of 
to the contrary as an isolated exception. Hmm. You see, here's a classic example. Uh, this This is a great example of how leftist liberals hate to have a productive discussion. They even have a, a word for why they don't debate the issue. They they make ways of just dismissing evidence and examples, and they call it refencing. How about religion? Uh, yeah, they, they've got a definition for it. A system of beliefs, usually spiritual in nature, and often in terms of a formal organized denomination. You see, there's no example of, or even mention of God or anything here. It's just a system of spiritual beliefs. Ooh, safe space. Let's look at that one. Refers to an environment in which everyone feels comfortable expressing themselves, and particularly fully without fear of attack, ridicule, or denial of experiences. And you've heard of safe safe space before, I'm sure. But wait, there's more. (laughs) Safer space. A supportive, non-threatening environment that encourages open-mindedness, respect, and willingness to learn from others, as well as physical and mental safety. (laughs) Remember, these safe spaces are definitely not inclusive. They're not inclusive at all. They are exclusive, and only for those of a certain skin tone. Otherwise, they wouldn't feel safe, now would they? Salientancy. Uh, it's the quality of a group identity in which an individual is more conscious and plays a larger role in that individual's day-to-day life. For example, a man's awareness of his maleness in an elevator of only women. Ooh, that sounds a little creepy. <laughs> Scapegoating. The action of blaming an individual or a group for something when in reality there is no person or group responsible for that problem. It targets another person or group as responsible for for problems in society because that person's group identity. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> so all of this white shaming using diversity, inclusion, and equity stuff, it's all just scapegoating, isn't it? Sexual orientation is another one they like to do here, and it's one's natural preference in sexual partners. Examples include homosexuality, heterosexuality, and or bisexuality. Sexual orientation is not a choice. It is determined by a complex interaction of biological, genetic, and environmental factors. How could it not be a choice? It's not a choice? I mean, God did not make people homosexual, and then tell him that it's a sin. He did not mistakenly make a male a female. Yes, there are feminine males and masculine females and that type of thing. Yes, of course. And, and, and they can have some attraction to the same sex, of course. This does not mean that they don't have a choice. How about social identity? It, it involves the, the ways in which one characterizes oneself The affinities uh, one has with uh, other people, the ways one has learned to behave in uh, stereotyped social settings, the things one values in oneself and in the world, and the norms that one recognizes or accepts governing everyday behavior. You see, we used to call this being sociable. That's what we used to call this. 
It's it, it's how we act around other people. Are we rude or are we polite? I mean, learning to be polite is now called social identity development, which is the stages or phases that a person group identity follows as it matures or develops. And how about social justice, a broad term for action intended to create genuine equity, fairness, and respect among people? Oh, no. (laughs) No, 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 no. That is not what this is. I mean, nothing is fair about social justice. I, I mean, take Ibram X. Kendi, for instance, who says that we have to be racist to fight racism. And how about social oppression? This condition exists when one social group, whether knowingly or unknowingly, exploits another group for its own benefits. Did you know you can unconsciously oppress someone? I did not know that. Social self-esteem, the degree of positive and negative evaluation an individual holds about their particular situation in regards to their social identities. Again, tell someone long enough that they are hopeless and they're a hopeless victim and they will begin to believe it. Social self-view ties into this and individual uh, individual's perception about which social identity group or groups they belong to. So now you have a choice what groups you identify with. Hmm. System of oppression. Conscious and unconscious, non-random and organized harassment, discrimination, exploitation, discrimination, they said discrimination twice, they did it, prejudice and other forms of equal treatment that impact different groups. How can it be organized if it's unconscious? Uh, Let's move on to tolerance, acceptance and open-mindedness to different practices Attributes and culture uh, attributes and cultures does not necessarily mean agreement with the differences. You see, I have to accept that someone is really a female because they identify that way, even if they are a male in reality. I have to play along with their mental games in order to be tolerant, and I'm not tolerant if I don't. Transgressive. Challenging the accepted expre- uh, expectations or and or rules of appropriateness in polite society. It apparently is okay to be aggressive, is what this is saying. It's okay to be aggressive if you are a trans person, though. Especially if you are trying to challenge what society thinks is polite. Trans misogyny. Ooh, this is ought to be interesting. The negative attributes expressed through cultural hate, individual or state violence, and discrimination directed toward trans women and trans feminine people. So do you see the word hate finally shows up here when they're talking about men? <laughs> what, what, what would be a, an example of state violence? I don't know if I've ever seen state violence. Transphobia. Oh, yeah. Fear or hatred of transgender people. Transphobia is manifested in a number of ways, including violence and harassment and discrimination. Yes, we understand. Yes, we understand. If we don't agree with your choices of lifestyle, then we both fear you 
and hate you. Yeah, we understand that now. How about two-spirit, a, a Native American term for individuals who identify both as male and female. In Western culture, these individuals are identified as lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender. So if you are Native American, you have another name and victim group to choose from. Ah, that's nice. Ooh, whiteness. Ooh, yeah, you just, just kind of pours off your tongue, doesn't it? Whiteness. A broad social construct that embraces the white culture, history, ideology, radicalization, expression, and economic experiences, uh, epidemiology, and emotions, and behaviors, and nonetheless reaps maternal, political, economic, and, and social benefits from those socially deemed white. You know, now... Now that I'm thinking about it, I have not received my check in the mail for being white. I, I, I wonder if, they, if, 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 if they've lost my address. Because if I'm getting something for being white from all of these non-white people, I just haven't seen it. White fragility. Ooh, yeah, white fragility. Discomfort and defensiveness on the part of a white person when confronted by information about racial inequities and injustice. How dare you disagree with all this D.I.E. stuff? You're just white fragility. White privilege. White privilege is the spillover effect of racial prejudice and white institutional power. It means, for example, that a white person in the United States is privileged simply because one is white. It means that as a member of the dominant group, a white person has greater access or availability to resources because of being white. It means that white ways of thinking and living are seen as the normal against which all people of color are compared. Life is structured around these norms for the benefit of white people. White privilege is the ability to grow up thinking that race doesn't matter. It is not having, a not having to daily think about skin color and the questions, looks, and hurdles that need to be overcome because one's color. White privilege may be less recognizable to some white people because of gen gender, age, sexual orientation, economic class, or physical and mental ability, but it remains a reality because one's membership in the white dominance group. <laughs> you know that's, yeah, that's how it sounds when they wrote this, right? Doesn't this just sum up everything that we have been talking about? I mean, this diversity, inclusion, and equity garbage is about being racist against white people. It really is. I mean, it really could not be more clear. I mean, here, look at this. White supremacy. White supremacy is a historically based, institutionally persuasive system of exploitation and oppression of contents, uh, continents, nations, and individuals of color by white individuals and nations of European content. Uh, continent for the purpose of remaining and defending a system of wealth, power, and privilege. I mean, the name, name me, name me one thing in this country today that, that any race is excluded from. 
the only ones you you can you can name would be ones that are discriminatory against whites. You see, all of this, all of this that we've been going through over over the last three days, all of this Marxist thinking that it's just simply been repackaged and now now has a wrapper of racism and sexism and virtue signaling. I mean, it makes no rational or logical sense, but that is not the point, is it? We are not to have discussions on this. We are to just accept it as truth. We are to bow the knee to our woke overlords and grovel at their feet because they say so. Let's reject this nonsense and and in the process go back to what Martin Luther King wanted, to judge people on the content of their character and not the color of their skin. Now, you may agree with that and you you may disagree with that. I would love to hear from you. And of course, you can always do that at UncommonSensePodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications.